Welcome to the Study On Podcast. I'm your host, Angie Bauman, and I am passionate about Bible study. Friend, my journey has not been an easy one. I am a trauma and abuse survivor, and I still walk with a limp. But I also walk in freedom, because as I've studied God's Word, He has released me from layers of shame and invited me into a life filled with an abundance of His peace, joy, rest, and hope. I'm transformed because I study the Bible, and my heart's desire is to create offerings that help you get and stay in your Bible so you experience that transformation too. So thank you for spending a few minutes with me. Maybe it's as you enjoy your coffee or with pen and notebook ready, or you're driving to work or walking the dog from wherever you are in your day. Let's dive deep into a verse of scripture together. So we walk steady on. Let's get started. Welcome, Happy New Year, and Happy Epiphany. January 6th is recognized as Epiphany of the Lord on our Christian calendar, and our verse today fits nicely with that celebration. We're going to take a close look at Isaiah 60, verse 1, using my step-by-step Bible study method. And step-by-step is an inductive form of Bible study that focuses on one word in one verse of Scripture to find life application. And if you'd like to study along with me today, you will find links to a study sheet and the step-by-step videos, the masterclass in today's show notes. Isaiah 60 verse one says, arise, shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. So I want to talk just for a second about Epiphany and why we celebrate Epiphany in the Christian calendar. Epiphany is a Christian holiday that is near and dear to my heart. My first published Bible study is an epiphany study, and I wrote it on the gifts the wise men brought to Jesus and the significance those gifts hold in our lives as Christians today. I'll link it in the show notes in case you want to take a look. But what is epiphany on the Christian calendar? Why do we celebrate it? I'm so glad you asked. She said, epiphany is a moment of clarity. Maybe you knew that, right? It is, it is an aha moment. Sometimes we say it's a time when you see or understand something you didn't before and you're changed because of the, the revealing, the realization in the church. We're celebrating the revealing of Jesus as the son of God for the Gentiles, And this is hugely important because when we study scripture, we will realize without a shadow of a doubt that God sent Jesus for all who believed. And the gospel message is taken not only to the Jewish people, but to the Gentiles as well after the resurrection of Jesus by the apostle Paul and others. But it was always for the Gentiles too. And epiphany is the celebration of that realization that Jesus came for all, that fact, that truth. It's represented in the visit of the wise men to the Christ child. They are the first documented people to worship Jesus. And the story is found in Matthew 2. It is celebrated on January 6th in the church. And January 6th represents the final day of the Christian Christmas season. Now, you may or may not know that that is actually what the 12 days of Christmas is all about. It's the days between Christmas and Epiphany. One of the lectionary readings for Epiphany, and a lectionary is a listing of readings for every Sunday of the year. One of the lectionary readings is Isaiah 61 through 6, and I chose Isaiah 60 verse 1 for our verse today. Let's hear it one more time from the NIV. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. 
a little information about the book of Isaiah. It is the story of Isaiah and a record of his prophecies to the court of Judah during the decline of Israel just before the Assyrian conquest in 722 BC. The author is Isaiah, who probably resided in Jerusalem and had access to the royal court. Chapter 60, where we're hanging out today, has 22 verses, and it's a chapter about the glorious light of God's kingdom. One more time, our verse is Isaiah 60, verse 1, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Step one in the Bible study method is to choose our word, and today our word is shine. The definition of shine, it is a verb. It means to emit or reflect light, to be radiant in splendor or beauty, to be immediately apparent, to make bright, to cause to shine by reflected light. Some synonyms for shine are words like beam, gleam, glow, glimmer, twinkle, glitter, shimmer, and dazzle. Doesn't that sound fantastic? I want to be those things. Some antonyms, this is not as fun, are things like darken, blacken, dim, upset, burden, way down. And then there was a word lower. And it meant, I had to look this one up, lower, L-O-U-R. It means to be dark, gloomy, and threatening, like dark and threatening clouds. So here I feel like we're already presented with this choice or this decision, this option. We can arise and shine. We can arise and glow and glimmer and twinkle and dazzle. I know you're like, okay, this is a little bit sugary sweet, but we can. We can be these things or we can rise and lower and be like dark and threatening clouds. Now, obviously, most of us are somewhere between dazzling and threatening clouds, but are are we moving towards the dazzle? Let's let's move towards the dazzle, right, friend? Step two in the method is investigate. We divide that up into four parts. Part one is to compare our word in other translations. Here are some things I found. In the Amplified, it said, shine, be radiant with the glory and brilliance of the Lord. Doesn't that sound fantastic? I mean, we think about the glory of the Lord and it being so much that we can hardly stand it. We can't even look at it. And yet we have the opportunity to reflect that glory, that dazzling, that brilliance in a way that's like bigger than us, right? Like we can't create it, but we can reflect it. Oh, I want to be that. Um, One of the other versions, the translation said, be enlightened, arise and be bright, arise and shine like the sun I found, arise and put your face in the sunlight. I love that because one of the ways that we can be a dazzling light for the Lord is when we look to him and not just look to him in our positive things of life, right? But do we look to him on days when it does feel like lower, when the day feels like it's gloomy, threatening, dark clouds? Do we look to him and see that actually he is still there? in all his glory. The NCB said shine forth and the WYC said be thou lightened. As I'm reading through these comparison words, I can't help but think of one of my favorite verses of scripture, which is Psalm 34, 5. 
those who look to him are radiant. Their faces will never be covered in shame. And that Hebrew word for radiant means to sparkle. And I, I think of that verse so often because those who look to him and I feel the Lord just lifting my face and looking to him because we will sparkle with the love that he has for us, then that love sort of like just emits off of us. And I think of that verse also, as we're talking about this idea that we can arise, that we can get up and shine in his glory. I'll link that episode where I talked about Psalm 34, five in the show notes, if you want to listen to that one too. Part two in the investigate step is to research the original word. The Strong's number is H0215. Or it is a root word that means to be or to make luminous. It also means the break of day. I think about when I was in Italy on spiritual pilgrimage last fall, I stayed in the mountains at the at this beautiful, I just really had the most beautiful scenery I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Makes me emotional just to talk about it. And I remember on the last morning when we were going to leave, I got up to watch the sunrise over the hills where we were staying. And there was something about the darkness that just began to surrender to that light that at first was just this like peak of a light. And then it just grew and it grew and the whole world began to just wake up and glow and shine. It was magnificent. (laughs) It was absolutely magnificent. And so when I read that this word defined means break of day. I thought of that scene over the mountains in Italy. And I thought, you know what? We have the opportunity to be that in the world. We have the opportunity in a world that often is dark and lowery. I don't even know if that's a word, but gloomy and maybe seemingly even like without hope in some ways, we can reflect. Obviously, we're not the break of day, right? But we can reflect the break of day We can reflect that shine and it can make a huge difference. It can break through those threatening clouds. Friend, we can do that. And if we do it together, it's even so much more strong, so much more strong. It's so much stronger. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, the, The word also means glorious to kindle. I love that too, because I think of a fire that just needs a little spark to get going, right? Like we could be the little spark that even gets someone else going. That is a beautiful thought or to set on fire. Our shining can start something in someone else. Our epiphany can lead to someone else's epiphany. Isn't that wonderful? What a glorious thought, right? To receive God's light, to receive God's break of day, and to reflect God's break of day so someone else can receive it too. What an amazing gift and an invitation to partner with the Lord in what he does. One of the lexicons I looked at said, defined this word as to be or to become light. And that becoming light talks about a process to me. It's something that we are because Jesus is our savior and it's something that we are becoming. And as we learn more and more about Christ, as we trust him more, as we surrender to him more, we shine more and more. I just love that. The theological word book of the Old Testament says this, light is closely related to life and happiness, which may account for the frequent comparisons between God and light. Since the ancient world often worshiped the sun, God's role as creator of light is stressed. Eventually, he 
will make the sun unnecessary. Isn't that an interesting thought? We all depend on the sun for light, do we not? But eventually, we will not need to depend on the sun on this earth because we will have the source of life forever in our eternal home. Part three in the investigate step is to read commentary. This is from The Enduring Word. After the thick and desperate darkness described in Isaiah 59, 9 to 10, that's a section of scripture just right north of where we are today. This is the glorious rescue from the Redeemer. Light has come. So God tells his people to respond to it and arise and shine. Light has come, he's saying. And so respond to the light that is there. Arise and shine. First, we receive God's light. And then we have a service to perform. You can't shine until your light has come, but once it has come, there is something wrong if you don't arise and shine. What are we waiting for? I feel feel that invitation as we're chatting today. What are we waiting for to get up and shine? That does not mean everything's perfect in your life. Not everything is not perfect in your life. Everything is not perfect in my life. There are things certainly to focus on that feel less hopeful, more dark, more threatening. And yet there are some really wonderful things in all of our lives. And it is right and good to thank God and to praise him for those things and to testify to those things. And as we do that, as we thank him and praise him, this is not complicated. Arising and shining is not a complicated thing. It means arising. It means getting up. And it means acknowledging God's goodness and testifying to the things that he has done in our lives. That's that's it. That's how we shine and reflect his glory. The Bible Knowledge Commentary says, because of the Lord's redeeming work, light will fall on Israel, who in turn is to shine forth as a spiritual light to the nations, revealing God's word and glory to them. In that way, she will be instrumental in removing the spiritual darkness that pervades the world. We can be instrumental. We can link arms with God and be instrumental in removing the spiritual darkness that pervades the world. In the darkest room there can be, the smallest light changes everything. The smallest glimpse of light in a dark, 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 dark room. You can have the tiniest flame on a candle and suddenly you can see we can be that light for this world. We can be that light, not again, not because we manufactured or because we have all the answers in ourselves, but because we have received it and we reflect it. The pulpit commentary speaks to this, but I'm just saying a little bit here. It says, Zion, Jerusalem, us, cannot shine with her own light, for she has no light of her own, having preferred to walk in darkness. That's quoted from Isaiah 59, 9. But she may reflect the radiance which streams from the person of Jehovah, whose glory is risen upon her. I think it's a wonderful gift to know we don't have to have our own light. We don't have to know our own way. We follow the light and reflect the light. We can do that with great effectiveness when we stay connected to the source of light. So part four in the investigate step is to rewrite the verse in our own words. So I'm going to read it from the NIV one more time. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. And I rewrote it like this. 
Angie, get moving and reflect the light of the Lord because his light has been greatly placed upon and given to you. I'm thinking right now of that children's song that I sang as a little girl in vacation Bible school, This Little Light of Mine. And I used to always love that part, hide it under a bushel. No, (laughs) I'm going to let it shine. And that's what I'm thinking about right now. Like we have the opportunity because we know Jesus Christ, we are the light and we get to decide how much we offer that light in the world. Step three in the Bible study method is to find the characteristics of God. I found that he is pure, that light of or from God doesn't need to be filtered. There's nothing that does or can corrupt it. It's 100% good, 100% helpful, 100% him, 100% of the time, right? There's nothing self-serving in this light. Um, And when we reflect his light, then there's where our desire is to serve him and not ourselves. Now we'll always get, we'll always get ourselves mixed up, right? In anything that he invites us to do. Um, But the reflection, the true reflection of his light is a reflection that is pure. And I also put that God is honorable. The way he has bestowed his light on me is worth honoring by shining that light on others. Step four is identify the lie of the enemy. And we do that so that we can call out those things that tempt us to not follow the instructions, the commands of God. And one of the things I wrote down was you're too tired. It's too much. You can't shine on others. It makes me think of Matthew eleven twenty eight that talks about when Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. And when we haven't come to him and we don't have his rest, when we don't have his peace, Arise and shine feels like a lot. And I think it's very easy for us to um, live in a state of overwhelm or exhaustion. I'm sure I, I know that I get there from time to time. I'm sure you do too. And it just feels like I just don't have the energy to arise or shine, <laughs> or maybe arise is all I can do. And shining is just too much. Right. And when we feel that way, uh, we it, it's called that means we're we're being called back to a connection with him because he doesn't want us to operate. We're not supposed to shine from a place of overwhelm. We are to shine in a place of overflow, right? And so uh, when we feel that it's just too much, uh, will we let that be a signal to us that we need to spend some time with him and be renewed? And then the other lie that I wrote down that sometimes happens to me is you haven't done enough yet. You don't have enough light from him to positively affect anyone. No use trying. A lot of times I get to that point when I'm comparing. I'm comparing my ability to reflect with her ability to reflect. And I think I can't reflect like that. So why should I reflect at all? And here's the thing that we need to remember. We're not called to reflect like her. We're not called to reflect like him. Our arise shine is going to look different than other people's arrives, rise shine. And that is because there are people in the world that need our arise shine um, differently from their arise shine. And so if that if either of those kind of like resonate with you today, I just encourage you to fight those lies and speak truth to them. The commandment is to arise shine and reflect the love of the Lord with our giftedness in the circles that we are, in the situations where we are, and not look right or left and compare our reflection ability with someone else's. Step five in the method is called, so what? And here's uh, my key takeaway today. Whatever I know about God, whatever experiences of God I have, those can be shared with my words and my actions so others know what he's done for me 
and how good he's been to me. I'd love to hear your takeaway. You can email me anytime at steadyonpodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't yet, I would be so grateful if you would subscribe or follow the show on whatever directory you are using to listen. Quite frankly, it just helps the show a lot, and I would love it if you would do that. Or if someone came to mind today as you were listening, I would be grateful if you would share this podcast out with them. It could be the way that you arise and shine today. Thank you so much for listening. I pray wherever your day takes you, you are walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace.